0: Let me ask you something. Does your work make you happy? Do you know what your potential is and do you use it? Do you deliver value that you're truly proud of?
1: This is the Happy Work Podcast, where we discuss all the things we can do to make our work, and with it, our life better.
0: Hey, everybody. This is Vera. I don't always come on to the episode. Usually it's Olivier. Hi, Olivier. Hello. (laughs) But, (laughs) But I do come on... When I have a question because, you know, I gather a lot of feedback from people and there are questions that they ask and I'm like, Olivier, we need to address this question.
1: Yeah, I need, I need that sometimes, right? Yeah. Or I get lost in my own yes. train of thought. And it's
0: mostly me just also being very curious because I certainly don't have all of, I, I haven't reached a level where I'm like so clear all the time. So one of those things that I brought up recently was, you know, sometimes you wake up in the morning. And you're riddled with anxiety. And you once said something to me, which we share with a lot of the clients. You need to calm the beast in the morning. You need you need to calm the mm-hmm. beast. Explain to me what that means.
1: First and foremost, it's not uncommon what you, what you just say. We experience that a lot in our adult life, that we wake up and the obligations of the day or the things we were not able to do to accomplish yesterday – they strike us suddenly because now there's a new day. And with the new day comes the checklist and, you know, the things that need to be uh, addressed. Sleep was a nice break from that. But once sleep is over, now the world awaits our actions, our decisions. And that can bring a lot of anxiety in us right from the get-go once we get up. Because we're crushed by it, right? We're crushed by the sudden uh, urgency of our lives. And that's not fair it's not a fair thing to ourselves. Because imagine you start the race already thinking that the race needs to be won and it's actually the odds are not in your favor. That's what most people's mornings look like when really it's up to you to set the baseline for your day. And when you do that, when you wake up and you're immediately crushed by your own anxiety, you set a baseline of fear. Now your fear is going to be that to which to which you measure your day, um, uh, which you measure your day against. But now what if you could flip that around and actually start the day from a baseline of calm? And I'm not talking here just about, you know, meditate and, you know, being calm. Because those are things, those are cosmetic things. You have to ask yourself, where does the anxiety come from? You experience something in the morning and you have to address it first by saying, okay, that thing is there, but I need to calm it. It's it's the beast that you just mentioned, right? There's a beast that is barking at you. And the beast says one thing. It says one simple thing. It says, you, and excuse my English, are going to fuck up. You're in a bad situation. You're going to fuck up. Or worse, you are a fuck up. No matter what the beast says, you are in danger. Uh there, There's a problem. That's what the beast says. So you wake up thinking already you are in deep shit. But now, when the beast says that, of course, it creates in you the sense of defense. It's a, it, it creates in you that sense that, oh, yeah, I have to run away from that. I have to somehow be safe. I have to save myself. And running away, you know, just as the first thing in the morning is not a good idea. What we need to do is to face. We have to face the reality of our emotions. And that's what I mean when I say calming the beast. Calming the beast is very simple. It's replacing the routine of I am not enough because that's exactly what the beast says with I am enough. And this is a great day to prove to myself that I am enough. I want to wake up and get into my day knowing that I am enough and I will express my no- my I want to express my enoughness in the world. It's not going to be a defensive day. It's going to be a day of celebration. And you will not believe what it what it does to the human body and the mind to wake up and reprogram yourself to saying, not nah, today I'm going to be enough, because I am enough. When you do that, when you just sit still for a couple minutes and contemplate how you are enough, how this day is what needs to be, that you are where you need to be, that you are who you need to be, and that you want to start your day from that baseline, well, the beast now you know goes back to sleep but this podcast is about something very specific it's about self ownership right it's about owning yourself so that you can bring your truth into the world via your work but owning yourself begins with one very simple thing simple in the sense of like it's it, it it's difficult but it's basic and that's your thoughts your thoughts are at the helm of your emotions, and your emotions drive your behavior. So to calm the beast offers you the possibility, the opportunity to see, hey, what's going on with me? Because if the beast is barking at you, you cannot see where you stand. It's like having someone pointing a pistol at you. You cannot analyze or look at yourself if you feel uh, intense threat. Right, It's not possible. You cannot grow, you cannot expand in the light of an emergency. So you have to calm the beast first to take away the emergency of your life. But now that that's gone in the morning, what you can do is now you have to check in. But checking in simply means to realize what is the emotional makeup of this moment? What am I experiencing right now? Because that is your reality. That's, all, that's the only thing that's real.
0: You say that is your reality that is the only thing that's real. Elaborate on that.
1: If you look at your life and we've spoke about this before, the only thing that makes life real is what you experience. So if there's something tainting your experience with fear, obviously that is taking away from your ownership and you need uh after you calm the beast, you need it's it's like lifting the clouds or you know lifting the fog. You need to now take a hard look at like, what are you bringing into this day? What is it that you're bringing into this day? What I like to do then is to, you know, I close my eyes and I go down a long set of stairs. And the stairs leads down into the darkness, but also it leads down into the subconsciousness where the originator of your emotions lie. So if you do that in the morning and you ask yourself, what am I feeling? And you go down those stairs uh, you will start to realize that you feel certain things in your body. You feel tension in your shoulders. You feel anger in your belly. You feel des- despair uh, in, in your in your feet. You feel tension, or you know, you feel frustration behind your eyes. Uh, and as you do this more and more, you know, more often, you you become better at localizing emotions. I, I know it sounds strange, but they actually sit in parts. Our body and once you do that it's it's the great thing is that you become aware of what you feel right now you're not just having a reaction like sighing or punching into the pillow or yelling at your spouse or just you know being angry at the world and voicing it no you actually first become aware of what is it what is it that's the most important part most of people are never aware of what is going on with them once you're aware of that You have to ask yourself, well, what is the thought? What is the thought that creates that emotion, right? If you feel frustration, there is something in you that tells you to be frustrated. There is something, there's a line of code that says, this I believe to be true, therefore I will feel frustrated. But you have to identify that thought because once you have that thought, you now know what creates the emotion. And now it's up to you to decide, okay, does this require immediate attention? Which means an action needs to follow. But in most cases, when we wake up in the morning, it does not require immediate attention. It's just something that lingers inside of us. So, what we can do now is we have a choice. We have a choice to say, hmm, do I want to work on this? Or do I want to let it go? Now, in most cases, obviously, because it's the morning and you have to get going with your day, you will let it go. You will say like, this shall not affect me because this is not supportive of my happiness. So you stow it away, but you know that it's there. And now this is the crucial difference. In most cases, when, when people wake up, they know they're angry and then they carry that anger with them and that anger defines their day. But when they're aware and they've addressed the cause, and have made a conscious decision to stow it away for now, they own that emotion. They own their thoughts. You understand? Yeah. And when you own it, it doesn't own you. Now you are prepared to pull it back out and work on uh, on it at a later date, but you know it's there and you know it needs to be addressed. But it's within your circle of control. It's not controlling you. You just flipped the ownership, your emotional ownership and your mental ownership from being owned by frustration to owning the frustration. See, that's an important part. I always say true happiness doesn't mean that you're constantly smiling. I'm I'm the, the last person, you know, to be one that smiles all the time. But it means that when something happens and you experience something, you own it. You own it. Not owning up to it. You own it. It doesn't own you. And now in the morning, that's super crucial. It's so important that you start your day not being owned by thoughts and by emotions, but by owning them. Even if it means that you stow them away. But now, maybe you decide, no, I don't want to stow them away. I actually want to look at it. And that's the best thing you can do. Because that means that you will actually work at removing them permanently from uh, their possibility to come back at you and own you at a later date, it's when you say, okay, now that I know how I feel or what I feel, and now that I know what the thought is that creates the emotion, I want to know who is the originator, who's the original owner of that thought. I might own that emotion right now, but who owns the source of of the thought? Who owns it? And that's when you go, you know, we talked about this in an earlier episode, that's when you go and realize, oh, there are various people and various concepts within me that wake up at the same time as I do in the morning and start chattering away in my mind. And now, rather than just silencing them for the day, you decide to remove them from your boardroom, right? The boardroom exercise that we that we did. Your mental boardroom. Yeah, the mental boardroom when you have that time. And I invite every listener, if you're on vacation or on the weekends, when you have a little more time in the morning, do yourself a favor and do that. Clean out the house. No, go check in, declare ownership over your current state, but then go and speak to the real owner of that uh, of that thought and then reclaim your mind so that from then on when you wake up, there's no more voices speaking in, inside your, your mind and creating uh, thoughts and then emotions that will make you uh, feel a certain way. You can now wake up and be in total self-ownership. And I know that sounds like a lot, uh, but it's actually not. It's it's these two steps, right? You wake up. A glass of water is always a great idea. Uh, it, it, it's just... Getting rid of cortisol in your body always helps to already, you know, lower the stress factors. But then to re-engage in the basic programming of I am enough means that you connect with your heart. You connect with your self-love. That makes it possible for you to check into your emotions free of fear and seeing them for what they are. That allows you to identify what the thought is that creates the emotion. That allows you to make a conscious decision about that thought. Will I dwell on that thought now? Will I take it with me? Will I work on it? Or will I let it go for now? That opens up the possibility for you to work on the source on the original owner of that thought and clean out house so that over time you start owning your mind. And that is the first step in owning yourself. It's the first step of true happiness without owning your mind. If you carry along all these people that try to speak to you in the morning and already bash you, you, know, you take that into your life, into your day, and your day will always happen in the light of these voices, and it will dim whatever you do, whatever experience you have, will be dimmed just because in the morning you allowed yourself to set a baseline of fear rather than the baseline of self-love, of being enough. And in the evening when you go to bed, you do the opposite. You check in again, but you look back at your day. And you will see that that was a successful day just because in the morning you decided to put the beast back to sleep and you decided to claim ownership over your emotions and your thoughts, you will realize that was the true success of your day. That's what made your day successful. Not whatever sales that you concluded, not whatever thing that happened to you in the world. No, the fact that you checked in in the morning, and the evening you check back in and realize you lived this day in the light of your mental self-ownership, that will make you a happy person. Nothing else.
0: I mean, I understand completely why you say it's a simple but can appear difficult thing. But ultimately, one of the reasons why we bring this, a similar topic up in a lot of these episodes is because we find that there's no consistency, right? That people don't keep doing it. Yeah. And um, if you look at things like meditation or silent retreats, if you're doing those things from a basis of fear... They don't work for you. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, that if you wake up and you and you you really take the time to address these thoughts, even if you decide to let it go for that day, your operating system is already kind of in the background working on it, right? So when you decide to actually come to it like on a, on a quiet morning, it's already kind of moved it up to the surface yeah. for you. So you can say, okay, the, let's do this.
1: The, I think, no, I know. You're right, Um, because on one end, you are recoding your operating system from fear towards, you know, that self-love that defines your new perspective. But on the other hand, you decided that you want to be aware. And these two things are like intention and attention intention is that basic code of I am enough attention is what am I feeling right now and together intention and attention create movement they create change they create you know alteration they create expansion so if you are consistent in doing that every day you show up just a little bit and I'm not talking about crazy like sacrifice six hours a day become a monk That's not how it works. It works by incrementally, slowly embracing a new reality that you create. You know, it's, it's slowly tapping into realizing that you are enough. And it's about slowly realizing that you can become aware of what's happening inside of you and you can claim it back. These two things in tandem will eventually to a point that door, that magical door where you're like, I am ready. I am ready to find out who I am and bring that light into the world because now I am free. And remember, everything that we do before we create, before we create from our place of truth, before we create from our real persona, identity, is geared at setting us free. Waking up in the morning and feeling fright and anxiety means you're not free. You're owned. You're a slave to things that you allowed to take over you. And everything we just talked about, everything we talk about in general, is just about you reclaiming that freedom. Why? Because you deserve it. Because it's your birthright. Not a privilege. Freedom is not a privilege. It's a birthright. It's just that you are so good at giving it away. So claim it back.
0: If you have any questions, we highly encourage you to reach out. You can email us at hello at y storycom Olivia is always happy to have a conversation. Thank you for listening.